Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. And do you hear that? Silence. It's crazy, right? Silence! It is so silent that you can actually wait for the sirens to come. Yeah. Exciting times here at our apartment. But uh, the most exciting thing is that we announced in Billboard last week that we are putting out our debut album, Teddy Bear Fresh, on May 26th. That's only a few weeks away. A couple weeks away, yeah. It's uh, We The Best, O-U-I-T-H-E-B-E-S-T, and Empire, who is behind Big Baby Drum and Fat Joe and Rummy Ma and Anderson Pac and a whole bunch of people. And we are so thrilled to finally, finally be putting this project out. Who are some of the features on there? We have Currency and Smoked Is on a song called Sugar High. Because that is our drug of choice. We have a song called V-Neck with Bun B. Because our crew is so deep. We have Blue Cross Blue Shield with Jazz Cartier. Where we vow to stay independent until we die, unless the label gives us health insurance. Fire in a Crowded Room, Get the Hose with Michael Christmas. We have a song called Waco. Because everything is so lit. We have a song called Girl Your Ass is Like a Metaphor. Self-explanatory. And that's with Tunji Ige. That's right. We have Angie Martinez, we have Combat Jack, we have Sway, Scott Rogowski, Just Blaze. It's a lot of people on here. It's a great project. We are super proud of it. And the first music video that we put out uh, was called Dave Matthews Bands. We did a lyric video for Fire in a Crowded Room, Get the Hose, featuring Michael Christmas. And now, this past week, we debuted the video for Waco. And... I was really happy that we put out the video because I'm very proud of it. Shout out to Rex Arrow for directing it, just like he directs all of our videos. But there was another reason that I was excited to put this video out, and you know what that was, Jeff? Is that because we had to do it twice? It is because we had to shoot the video twice. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, we shot the music video up in Westchester, uh, 15-hour, 16-hour day, something like that. Uh, A lot of prep work that was put into it. Uh, Ian, our director, flies across the country... To where he lives, uh, comes back from vacation, and he finds that his car has been broken into and the footage has been stolen. So someone out there, someone in California, has a bunch of cards with all of our footage from the original shoot on it. So we were put in a position where it was like, well, what are we going to do? And we decided to shoot it again. And it ended up being like Groundhog Day because... There's a lot of props that we had to get. We had to secure the same facility. We had to make the same drive and do the same 15, 16-hour day, this time on Selection Sunday. And truth be told, the video came out even better than the first time. It's really awesome. You guys should go to YouTube.com slash It's The Real. Check it out right now. If you want to stream the song, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. And it's also on SoundCloud.com slash It's The Real But first, the most important thing is that you guys go over to iTunes and place your order. Your pre-order. Your pre-order. Teddy Bear Fresh. It's the real. It's on iTunes. Pre-order it. May 26th, it comes out. So, Jeff, we stopped by Premium Pete's one-year podcast anniversary, and we were so happy for him. It was great to see him and Miss Lissa, and the the Loudspeakers Network was was fully there. Dallas Penn was there. Just Blaze was there. And we have a lot of crossover listeners with Premium Pete, and it was so awesome to meet a lot of people from New York, from out of town. Some flew in for this. And one of the things uh, that I love about meeting our listeners in real life, is how loyal they are. These are people who have been rocking with us, some of them, 
a lot of them for going on 10 years now and that that we've switched lanes and we've gone to do sketches and interviews and music and TV and podcast all that and they still hang around they still appreciate what we bring to the table it's you listeners out there who we made this album for we know that you guys operate on a higher level we know that you guys get the inside jokes, you speak our language, and we speak yours, and it's you guys who we really hope will go to iTunes right now and get the pre-order in, and let's keep surprising people. Teddy Bear Fresh, pre-order available on iTunes right now. You know, I'm so happy that people have been listening to the Johnny Nunez podcast from last week. Great podcast. Great podcast, and really like... I'm glad that it also came together because we just ended up driving him back from Jersey City from uh, Just Blaze's new ramen spot. Yeah. But his stories are so crazy. There's so many overlooked moments in that podcast, like when he runs into Petey Pablo and Britney Spears, like when he you know, goes to Prince's house. Like there, there's just he, – he's lived a crazy life. It, it, it's crazy uh... – you know, he had done interviews in the past, but nothing like this. And no. you could tell the genuine surprise, by the way, that we had when we heard the Prince thing. Like, we just, it was like, oh, yeah, you're joking. Well, he just said he was in Minnesota, and I said that he must have run into Prince or something. And he was I, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, what? Uh, and, and beyond that, uh, I like how you guys are leaving word on Johnny's uh, Instagram page and letting him know that he did such a great job. He hit me up today and was just like blown away by. All of the amazing comments, all the people coming up to him and uh, and saying what a great episode it was. A lot of people actually said it was their favorite episode. And we've done 118 of these. So to be at the very top, that says something. Shout out to Johnny Nunez. And if you haven't heard it yet, you can always go back to the SoundCloud because podcasts are forever. Podcasts are forever. So who do we have on the podcast this week? We have our friend Jenna Luckman in town from Miami. We were really happy to get her on the podcast and... While we knew a lot of stuff about her life, there were things that we had no idea, and man, there's some really funny stories and some really crazy stories in here. When do you want to get into it? Uh, right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Maverick and Goose, a.k.a. Top Shotas. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Pretzels Like My Wrist, a.k.a. Rose Gold. Yo, what up? It's Jenna, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> yeah, this is waste time, but it's the real. <laughs> Sorry. Jenna, what's Blew happening? Blew it already. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, and I'm so excited to be here. This is like my dream to be on the pod. So we were, we were talking before about how uh, Interscope years ago sent us 100 French Montana Don't Panic masks, and you said... I thought I invented that, <laughs> so I may have, and I need to like look at my history in my phone, but I got one of those like face masks sent to me from Sephora that looks like it's like the white mask that covers your whole face, and one day I uploaded a video on like Snapchat, I guess at the time, or whatever it was, and it was me like doing Don't Panic, this is way before the video. <laughs> All I have to say is a few people from like Complex saw it, and next thing I know, like a few weeks later, there's you a video star- out oh. with no, there's a video out with them wearing the exact same mask, doing the same thing. I thought I invented it, so <laughs> I'm gonna hold myself to that. What is the weirdest like comment someone has made when you didn't think that they watched like something you've done? What like a creep? Yeah, Instagram or like or or Snapchat. They just came up to you and were just like, "Hey, 
how about this? And you're like, you watch this stuff? There, I've probably subtweeted things a few times and I didn't think the person even had a Twitter. Like, I've live tweeted on dates before, like thinking, nobody has Twitter except for me. And <laughs> then they'll go and like, like it the next uh-huh. day and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> oh my God. Do you yeah. know ahead of time that they have like... Usually I'll scope it out. If I'm going to like subtweet or like make fun of somebody in a nice way, uh, it's never mean-spirited, but I'll usually check it out. I can... This is going to sound weird, but I can, like, meet someone and sort of know if they have a Twitter. What a talent. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, How do you know that somebody doesn't have a Twitter? If they're cool. I feel like like if they're young, I don't know. I don't know. I just, like, I get a vibe. Because a lot of people, we all know each other from Twitter. So, like, there's a certain, you know, vibe or a certain scene associated with that. And so if I haven't seen them already, I feel like... They're not there. I listen. I've been an OG like Twitter person for a long yeah. time. Twitter over Instagram. Twitter over everything for me. Do you think Twitter's not cool? Um, I think Twitter's the coolest yeah. actually because I think listen on Instagram you can be a pretty face and get a million likes and you could take a picture of something trendy or whatever and it's so shallow. But to be somebody on Twitter with your words representing you and people liking you for that, that to me is way cooler because it's creative and it's. Like, you don't see what I look like. Like, my Twitter picture right now is me covering my face. Because I, like, I don't know. I think it's more authentic. And you were on Twitter really early. Yeah, really early. So, when I was in college, I went to University of Miami. And I, yeah, I was, uh, I guess I was, like, a freshman or a sophomore. And one of my PR, I was a PR major. And one of my teachers so download this, download this app called Twitter. It's status updates. Like, you know, on Facebook, how you can put your status of Jen. Remember, it would be like Jen Luckman is. Yeah, and then yeah. like you write whatever. So that's what I thought Twitter was. But I got it for this class. And I started using it probably when I was about 20. And yeah, it was like eight years ago. So I've kind of been on it forever. And it's my favorite platform. Because I think if somebody thinks I'm funny, but they don't know what I look like. They don't know where I'm from. They don't know what I do. Like, that's the biggest compliment to me because it's more authentic i get likes on my instagram pictures because like i'm a girl so you know what i mean and to me i'm like whatever you're just liking my picture because like my boobs look big but (laughs) like on twitter like you don't know that my boobs are big so (laughs) right i like i like your your tweets because i think that your boobs may or may not be (laughs) they could be any size right exactly um have you gotten dates off of twitter Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Do you go on all beginning. dates on Twitter? It should be said no. that Jenna has the best dating stories, I think. Yeah. Or and also the best t- uh, Tinder experience. That's right. Yeah. Well, There's a hashtag you can search called hashtag Jenna's Tinder experience. And you guys are its biggest fans. Oh, yeah. it's the best. And it's the best. It started a couple of years. So let me like full disclosure about dating apps. I have one dating app that I use and I haven't been on it in Are you endorsed? Months. No. <laughs> Seems like a sponsorship. No, <laughs> I know. I should be. Um, I'm not really even sure how I got on this app because you have to have like references and no people and it's all famous people, which yeah. accounts for most of my hilarious dating <laughs> stories because of who these people are. And so I think I snuck on somehow or like know somebody that like that works there or something. But um, my friends would always say to me, stop dating like celebrities and, you know, D-list actors and fake athletes. Like try to meet somebody normal. Download like Tinder, Bumble. So right. I was like, okay. <laughs> I live right now in, in Delray Beach, which is about an hour north from Miami. Oh, that's the rehab capital of the world. Yes, it is. And we're very proud of that fact. <laughs> Um, since it's the rehab capital of the world, 
the quality of humans on <laughs> Tinder are next level, let me tell you. Oh, my God. And so one day I decided to appease my friends and I was like, I will download Tinder. Like, there, I don't even think there was Bumble or I don't even know what other apps exist. How to not? <laughs> yo, I was like a 10 on Hot or Not. <laughs> I, no lie, that was like a big thing for me. <laughs> I wonder if they still, do they still have it? We I might have so. to look yeah. this up. I bet you would kill on Hot or Not now. You'd be the only one on there. I'd be the only one on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It's not a thing. You'd be right. such a hot. Should I put that on, like, as my, like, bio on Twitter? Like, yes. hotternot.com yeah. slash Shana Lockman? Right, yeah. yeah. Respect my words, including, right. uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a fan on hot. Please rate me yeah. hot. And so I downloaded, this had to have been two or three years ago, I think, right? And I downloaded Tinder and the quality of people, especially Florida, we get a lot of, like, Dudes holding up a fish or like <laughs> something that they've shot and killed oh or like God. flexing oh, so in the mirror or holding their junk or like whatever. And so it's just Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. Yes. And so Everyone's putting their oddly best self went forward. to dinner with him once. Yeah. Sorry, story. what? Yes. Okay. We're going to have to get into it. Or it yeah. might have been Eric. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> well, which they're one? the same to me. <laughs> they're, they're, they're certainly not. They're not, right? <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're both horrible. I was going to say, is one worse than the other? I think that Eric Trump is the worst one. Like because he's, he's the one, he's the one, one that one looks they make like fun he does on, on SNL. Yeah, the most. he's the yeah, one that they right. say like, yeah. like that's, a, that's what he sounds like. The guy on SNL who plays him looks just like him. Did you ever notice that? What a bummer. Yeah, I know. I always feel bad for him. Uh, I I had a an ex. My boyfriend in college, his dad was a big art collector, and I guess big Republican. And one day we we all went to dinner. Oh like, my god! Someplace in Miami. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I download Tinder, and it's all these guys that are like in my area that are listen there's a very big difference between miami and where i live in Mm -hmm. in delray it's just totally opposite boca so it's it's a lot different and um i just kept getting the craziest (laughs) people ever like i couldn't make that stuff up and so i screenshot everything i didn't talk to one person i was on it for maybe two days and i was like i want to make this a social experiment because nobody's gonna believe me when i tell them like i can't get a date off tinder like i can't like there's not one single you didn't swipe uh left for any of them not one person (laughs) except i think maybe when i was first figuring out how it worked i i did it by accident and like i like double tapped or i did something where i got one match and he the guy wrote to me, I think I have it saved somewhere, the conversation, he was like, you. And I was like, me, what? And he was like, you, hot. And I was like, very like, I'm like, what? And like, the whole thing was super weird. I could probably find the conversation. But so I screenshot the ones that were just, I'm sorry, these people were asking for it because yeah. there's, no, you're not gonna, your main profile picture is not you in an, like in underwear holding a Pringles can next to your penis like you clearly want people to see that one of the guys was named Andy um, he was 23 I wish I could break every chair in the world <laughs> so that way you would have to sit on my face yeah so you can search this hashtag and it was only a period of a couple days but I got gems Wait, is it too late for you to date Andy Andy 23 I don't know he's a little young for there's me. someone named Jesse who is 28 uh, 49 miles away would you have traveled to go see a guy who said be the change you wish to see in the world and is in a hot tub with his parents that was my favorite <laughs> it was a selfie of this guy and he was in a hot tub and his like old parents are behind him and I was like this is insane it's a hot tub for four yeah, there's it a was... guy whose name is ooh yeah ooh <laughs> way before though like just that was his name I mean it's amazing Jenna's Tinder experience that's on Twitter um and real people, have you run into any of them? Um, no, there was one guy though from Tinder that I th- somebody had told me if you put your Instagram bio in your profile on Tinder, like you'll get a lot of followers. And so I put it. I guess I had put it. In, and listen, I literally was only on for like two days. You can right. see. And so 
some guy was like a pilot and he would message me every <laughs> single day and like pissed off that I wouldn't meet up with him. Like I got a few like angry people. No, Luckily nobody like that was on there was following me on Twitter or anything right. like that. They didn't seem like a Twitter crowd. But one guy who he would wear like a yarmulke but also had a crazy mohawk, like crazy mohawk. I, you know, I posted him and someone wrote like, oh, yeah, that's my buddy or like something like that. But uh. And so then I start to feel bad and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore because it is making fun of these people. But. They but say, also, it's hilarious. It's so such good content. Everyone yeah. always says that Miami's a really small town. Like we okay, so but but what, but how is uh, Boca and the surrounding areas similar? Yeah, it's, it's similar. It's so, so Jewish, but it's also <laughs> but so yeah, but also I feel like the normal ish people that I would know wouldn't be on Tinder. They'd probably be on like Bumble or like a, a different app. So right. I wasn't running into anybody that I knew ever on, right. on Tinder. So that's why it can remain funny. And then about. <laughs> About, like, six months ago, this same friend that I promised that I would, like, try to meet a normal person, like, not a magician, like, <laughs> not an athlete, like, not, yeah, like, a normal person, um, I downloaded Bumble. The first person I got was a kid I had a huge crush on in high school, which Whoa. was really funny. And then we actually, like, reconnected and became friends, but... Um, How many chairs did he break? Five. <laughs> Um, no, I think, I don't know. I, I don't even, we, we like start talking again as like friends, but that was it. And then he, f uh, this is really embarrassing because he found my, and we can look this up. He found my live journal because he told me that he would, he always remembered me because I remember when live journal was like a sure, thing. Yeah. I was a freshman in, in high school and I used to live journal about him, how I thought he was so cute. And I would like run up to him in the hallways and touch his butt and run away. And, and he like, found it. He found it. I wonder what he searched. I don't know, but my sister found it the other day, too. It's like <laughs> Star J60 or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you guys can find it later. It's like really amazing. So, um, Can you repurpose any of that live journaling for like... I did. I oh. put some of it on Twitter. I don't think anybody really appreciated it. <laughs> But maybe you were you very ahead of your time, you know. No, I really was. Yeah. I was, I was really into the internet. So you grew up in, in Boca, in Boca, yeah. And uh, you have a couple What's of it sisters. Like growing up, first of all, in a place called Rat's Mouth. I know uh, it's weird. I think about that quite often. Yeah, like not like the prettiest name. <laughs> no. Did you know that it was weird growing up? We didn't really think about it. I don't know. I remember like we took we took Spanish class since like preschool, and I remember that was like one of the first things we learned. And I was like, that's odd. <laughs> There's a reason why, and there, it's because when like um, you know Christopher Columbus came and found Boca, mm -hmm. he realized that on the map the way that it's shaped, like the outline of the city, looks like a rat's mouth, which. I don't know how it differentiates from another species mouth. Like, mm -hmm. why couldn't it have been like cheetah's mouth? Yeah, like, like, a cool like tiger's mouth, it's like a cool animal. But we got the rat. So, so well, yeah. What was growing up in Boca Raton like? Like, because it's for us, it's like it's a vacation place for right. like you know. I guess I figure, yeah. Like a lot of people come and their grandparents live there. Obviously. So is it like mostly seasonal, or is it like? Yes, it's very. It's a very seasonal. It's not like the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. People do live there year round mm -hmm. that aren't serial killers. Um, <laughs> Um, Boca's a big city. Like, it, it really truly is. And it's, I'm, like, surprised about how much it's growing. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, like, New York transplants for mm -hmm. the most part. Like, that's, right. you know, where my parents are from. And so um, it's a lot of people who want just, like, better weather and probably cheaper houses. And, you know, they're, they were sick of getting in trouble with the government in New York and going to jail. So they <laughs> And so they went here. to yeah. Florida where there is no yeah, government. <laughs> right. So, um, so they moved down here. And um, it was... It was a mix. So, like, I went to two different high schools. I went to 
growing up, I went to a, a private school my whole life, and it was very sheltered. There was like eight kids in my whole class. I'm not kidding for like ten years, and so I knew I was sheltered. And I used I was a dancer, and mm-hmm. a lot of the girls that I used to dance with, and we'd all we traveled, we c- competed, and all all across the country. And I was like eight years old doing this, Whoa. and so that like is kind of what exposed me to oh, there's another world outside of like this small town like where I live, and they all went to public school, and my mom would like be disgusted by the fact that I wanted to go to public school. She's like, why? We give you such a good education. Oh, like, my God. Like, no, but, like, it was weird. I remember, like, this is a funny story, but um, growing up, we'd go to, we'd have to compete for dance a lot in Orlando, which mm-hmm. is, like, a, the hub, sort of, for a lot of big dance competitions. And we would do shows at Disney. Mm-hmm. And, like, on the stages of Disney, we did all the parades and everything. And, like, the moms were such dance moms. Like, they were so competitive. Like, they were, there's that show Dance Moms now. And that's yeah. really, like, yeah. how it was. Like, these parents, first of all, they're, like, 700-pound obese women that are, like, like fighting for their anorexic child to be the star dancer in this show in Disney. And so it's really competitive. This is their way out of Dodge for oh a lot God. of these people. And so... My mom, for, like, the first 10 years I danced, like, called it gymnastics. She, like, didn't know what I did, like, didn't care, <laughs> and, like, thought it was a fun game I played. And meanwhile, I'm, like, winning money as, like, an 8-year-old dancing, Damn. competing, and just, like, doing all this stuff. And so... To what music? I did, like, jazz, hip-hop, everything, but it was very... My teacher was very 80s, yeah. so it was a lot of, like, 80s music. And... Uh, Do you ever hear a song now and just and, sort of oh, like, yeah, yeah. And I remember the <laughs> sit up straight? Oh, I, re- I remember all of my dances, which is so weird. My mom is always, because like, we watch Dancing with the Stars now, and she's always like, how do they remember all these dances? And I think about that too, but it's almost like you hear a song and you remember the words. It's kind of the same thing. Like, so if you're at a club and a song comes on, I'll you immediately... I'll do the dance. Oh. I will do the dance. Like, yeah. I oh. will get in the cage and I will do the dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I embarrass a lot of people. So, um, Mostly just yourself. Do you clear out the dance floor and oh, just like yeah. own it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I amazing. don't care. I literally don't care. So anyway, like we'd be going to Orlando for dance competitions and, and all these different places. And I remember... Um, it would be a big group of us that were traveling and we would have to stay at a hotel. So a lot of times we would stay at like the crappy Disney hotel that was like, you know, $49 a night and had the free buffet. And like my mom would like refuse to stay at these. And I didn't know any, I didn't know the difference between like who had money and who didn't like what different classes of people were. Like all I knew is like, that's not fair. That girl got it like a stuffed animal. My mom would never buy me that. And like that girl's mom lets her drink soda and eat candy. And my mom never lets me do that. Like candy for me, she calls like apples like the the nature's candy and like you know just like whatever and so she would stay at like the Ritz and like places like that and I'd be so embarrassed because yeah. I'm like I want to stay with my friends at the Disney hotel like right. they have like a slide at the pool and like I didn't get it at the time that like it was a gross place to stay and she just was like I don't get any of this like we're gonna go to stay at the Four Seasons in Disney but so yeah that was like a weird experience growing up and then so after high school I begged my parents to let me go to public school because I knew I was missing out on a lot and I knew that I wanted to experience like more of the world. So we, this might get me in trouble, but we faked an address and we lived in Delray and it wasn't the border of um, right. of the high school I went, wanted to go to. And so we opened a phone line in a friend of mine's house and like Whoa. said that I lived there. My mom the whole time is so nervous that we're gonna get, get caught. caught. Sure. So, like, what, for like years? Yeah. And so my first year, my freshman year of high school was like the most fun I've ever had because I went from being in a class with like eight kids to there was 1500 in my grade. Oh my and it God. was so overcrowded that kids are sitting on the floor. There was 
like fights constantly going on. Like it was just crazy. I was well, how many fights were there in the eight person class? <laughs> uh, n- none. Literally, it was so weird. And let me tell you, those people have turned out real weird. Like <laughs> real weird. How many cherries uh, did, the, did they? They're all married. To? Oh, really? Like to each other. Like oh. it's real weird. Are you Facebook friends with all of them? Yes, of course. Wow. Of course. And like my mom is still friends with their parents, and they'll be like, "So and so, like, I'm married <laughs> this weekend." I'm like, "That's nice." They're really weird. Yeah. And well, so, like, the good thing is that your mom only has to do it like five. Times yeah, because. yeah, yeah. Like, there weren't that many. Left. So, um, you go to a new high school, you get mm-hmm. to redefine who you are. Totally. And yeah. so I was like, I loved it. I, I was like, this is my opportunity to be whoever I want, and right? Like, whatever. And I was really You're like, social. I'm a terrible dancer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I stopped dancing actually yeah. because I was like being rebellious. Honestly, at that point, I was burnt out, and like we'd go to the same competitions year after year. We'd get the same prizes. Like it just like wasn't. And I was getting older, to be honest. Like when you when you get to a certain age in in dance, like you're not you can't jump as high and you can't do certain things. Right, so fourteen is too old for a dancer. In it, my opinion. I'm not kidding. It so really. they'll just like put you down like a like an injured horse. Yeah, like yeah. you're nine, you you're at your prime. So um, it's weird. That's yeah. a good rhyme, by the way. Yeah, nine, nine you're in your prime. prime. Yeah, it might get people in trouble. Uh, yeah. Were you ever on, on ESPN? Yes. Oh I was. my god. I was on ESPN. Um, there was a few competitions on you know that they do the like cheerleading competitions, but yeah. there were a few dance competitions we did on ESPN. And did you win? Yeah, I think we did win the one that was. Oh on my ESPN. god. Yeah, but Jenna's so over, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um but, like we wanted like the big trophy, but it, yeah, it, was, it wasn't. We, we keep we keep it in the closet at home. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. No, had... I have a whole my mom has a whole storage unit with like all this stuff. Holy cow. Yeah, there's a lot. We've she had... still thinks I did gymnastics. We <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few people from Florida on the podcast who broke the news to us that as seniors, you can eat alligator. No, yeah, yeah. As <laughs> as seniors, um, that's my go-to date line. <laughs> hey, did you know um, in Florida you can eat alligator? <laughs> as seniors, you go, you you get to go to, to Disney. Disney World. You guys don't do that. No, but no. I mean, where, where are we supposed to go? But, True. But, I don't know, Six Flags? But, but yeah, but yeah, but Disney World is so... Di- <laughs> I mean, we yeah, we, we did skip and go to like the amusement park yeah. and everything. But like Disney World's Disney World. Like, it's that's, a big thing, that's, yeah. That's something that you go to for us on vacation as kids. Yeah. This is like, for all intents purposes, there, in your backyard. Well, and I was there every weekend for dance, so it kind of lost like the magic for me. Full disclosure, I have not been to Disney in probably 10 years just because I was like so sick of it. Yeah. What are you doing so tomorrow? <laughs> but but, but all, the kids, all the kids go there and like, you know, some are like rolling on like, you know, yeah, Molly or we like. we weren't. I was not like that like, right. in high school. But, but like, but, but now, now you are. Yeah. Yeah. But, now, now I but you get, go but you, sober. But, but regardless, <laughs> you get run of the park. Yeah. Yeah. They shut it down. So it's a nighttime thing. It's called um, like grad night, I think. Oh my God. And every school basically in Florida like has their own night where after 10 p.m. they shut down the park for you know, regular guests and high schools pour in. So there's like hundreds of high schools that go. I remember we saw like The Fray perform and Good Charlotte and like they do a bubble It was so 2003. (laughs) Yeah, it totally was. So it was fun, but we weren't like drinking or anything like that. I don't know. I was pretty good in high school. Yeah. You know, it's like after college is when I went south. So um, I hit my prime a little later, but... But uh, but public school was something you enjoyed. I did. My first year I went there. I loved it. But it was also like I could tell like this is not how you're supposed to get an education. Like people couldn't like people were getting arrested in school. And like, I don't know. There is one funny story my friends will tell you. And I don't think it, I think it was my junior year that the cops were called on me. <laughs> no, I didn't do anything wrong. This is a really <laughs> weird story. And nobody will believe me to this day. So I'm putting it in writing. Yeah. Or in right. voice. Yeah. Podcasts uh, are forever. I was driving to school one day and this creep was driving next to me with his windows down like jerking off and looking at me and like making kissy faces and followed me to school the whole time with his 
penis out just jerking off so I got to school and I was freaked out like I like took a different route and I'm like 17 like I didn't know what to do with 16 I kept like driving different ways and this guy was following me finally I lost him and I got to school and I kind of like didn't tell anyone except for my friends and they're dying of laughter they're like you're such a liar like that did not happen to you like no guy was jerking off to you while driving and I was swear to god like (laughs) this happened to me and one of my friends thought it was funny to tell one of our teachers the teacher called the police and they came and they pulled me out of school i had to write like a whole report about so now to this day it's like the like a running joke that like some some (laughs) some guy sexually assaulted you yeah Yeah, and and they ripped me out of my classes like and i'm laughing like so hard they're like this is serious and i was like yeah but it's also a little funny and the guy came back like a couple weeks later and did the same thing again really yeah and this time like i called the police and they got him holy yeah. shit who yeah. was he was he your teacher <laughs> yeah he kind of reminded me of one of the teachers which was weird you would have gotten away with it too. but only like yeah, that kind of stuff come quicker yeah only that kind of stuff would happen to me like in school but so i went to my freshman year i did um public school and immediately like i was like failing math which i would fail math anywhere i was so it didn't yeah. matter but um my mom immediately like ripped me out and you know what she did she tricked me she said we really want your little i have a younger two younger sisters and they're like we really want your sister to go to saint andrew's private school in boca mm-hmm. but she they won't she's only in seventh grade and they won't let her like tour the school so can you pretend that you're interested in the school like do a good job in the interview like it's for your sister so of course i'm like okay sure i'll do it for my sister and little did i know they were putting me in that school oh my god and so they like tricked me into going to private school after that (laughs) (laughs) where the class seemingly was a little bigger than the eight person class we had a hundred people in the grade yeah are any of those people all married yep no but are any of those people (laughs) your friends to this day yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good school how was your prom your high school prom uh i went to actually went to so when I turned 16, I wanted to like be rebellious and I was in LA for the summer and had my parents Wait, credit Would you like card. run away? No, no, no. I did oh. a program at UCLA and... That's not really rebellious. No, not at all. I took musical theater and weightlifting though, so <laughs> it didn't really do anything for me. <laughs> and I had my parents credit card and I like bought a bunch of stuff at the Gucci store in Rodeo and like told my parents that I wasn't going to go back to the private school because I wanted to be rebellious. <laughs> I missed like, I was like on the dance team and there was pep rallies and like there was just like all these clubs and stuff at public school that my private school didn't have and I think I was just like being an asshole. And so <laughs> I knew that as a 16 year old I could like legally drop out of school and re-enroll myself in public school. So that's what I did and like my mom didn't talk to me for like a year. She wait, was wait, real wait. pissed. You went back to that same public school. Mm-hmm. Were they like, where were you, Jenna? Yeah, like- they're like, you disappeared for a full year. I was like, yeah, yeah I was working stuff out. But um, <laughs> I went back and I they had now separated that school because it was so overcrowded at that point that they ended up opening West Boca High School. So all the like fun kids that like weren't like the jappy kids that lived right in the center of Boca, like the ones that lived out West that were just like hilarious and like whatever, they all got you know, transferred to this new school. So school was not as fun anymore. It was like these annoying, jappy, like just nerdy kids that I just, they wouldn't make me laugh in school. So um, I immediately was like, mom, can I go back to private school? And she's like, you made your bed. You're going to lay in it. You are done. Like, this is it. We're not doing this anymore. So... By the way, you know how, like, on the street, in, oh, you don't know, but, like, in New York, um, there will be all these, uh, like, roving bands of Jews, and they'll, like, make oh you, my like, my you dad, know. yeah, they always get my dad, like, will you pray with us? Right, yeah, right, he right. He always falls for it. I, I had my hood up this morning, it's raining, and they still were, like, trying to, like, really? chase they me down the block. No, they didn't stop me, I'm, a, I'm an adult. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> feel bad? No, I don't no. feel bad. No. 
but I, but I, they were like, "Excuse me, are you Jewish?" And I was like, "I'm not." Like I just kept going. Like I don't I don't lie to them. I just do like, you because yeah. I lie. I'll be do like, do no. you? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I renounce yeah. my bat mitzvah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh wait, what was your bat mitzvah theme? Uh, I had my bat mitzvah two years ago on the top of Masada in Israel. Did you really? I wasn't. I didn't have a bat mitzvah like a regular. You had a rebar mitzvah? Or a rebar no, mitzvah? I didn't no, ever first. have a, a regular one because I was dancing. So I <laughs> wow. wasn't able to. My parents were like, "Do you want to keep dancing and like go, you know, around the country and do this, or do you want to stop doing do you what you love?" Sit in, and in Hebrew right, school, right, school, right, right, I'm like, right. all my friends hated it. Oh, I was yeah, like, terrible, hell right. no! Yeah. Like I get to like go to Disney every weekend. Like screw that. So I. But didn't then have you a could have been a real like Jewish American princess, like you know. I know. Come in like on like a float or whatever. But they do, yeah. You can do it in multiples of thirteen. So you did it a couple of years really? ago. No, yeah, you can that's do it whenever. Yeah, you can do it whenever. No, but I thought it was you have to do it in multiples of thirteen. So. I don't think so. I'm just no. making this up. Yeah, but okay. I guess I was. I was like twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I went on birthright, and they're like. Who wants to have a bar mitzvah if they haven't had one? There was like five people on my trip, and so they made me do a speech at the top. My, and I told everybody like, "Don't record it." And of course, my friends like record the whole <laughs> thing, so I have it on video. My mom like cries to it sometimes. Oh like, my god! Really, but she's—they were very proud. Have you yeah. made up uh, to your mom for going back and forth out of every school in Florida? I think so. I think <laughs> she's over it at this point. I hope. So your prom was good. Yeah, um, I went to prom junior year and senior year because I had some friends that were older. I, like how much older? Forty seven. <laughs> how did you know? Um, no, they were one year, one grade older. Like the, I was friends with the gr- the boys, like one year older. Some of the girls too. And so I, w- I think I went with some girl's boyfriend. <laughs> we recently made up because she's married now and doesn't care. But uh, and then I went my senior year. I had a boyfriend senior year and. Um, it's funny, actually. He's like the last person you'd ever expect me to date. And he's really nice, which is the last Did he have a Mohawk and wear a yarmulke? <laughs> no, he was like this nice, like, he was from, like, Peru and quiet kid with, like, seven brothers and just not what you would expect. I definitely took his virginity, which is so weird. And <laughs> I happened to, so we broke up when we went to college because he went to Florida State. And No, he went to university of florida and i went my first year i went to florida state before i went to um rival schools we didn't see each other that often did you break up because it was a rivalry yeah no not allowed to care but i (laughs) didn't want to drive three hours to see him to be honest i didn't care so i um it's a running theme in my life but uh so we we like we broke we tried to see each other a couple times and it didn't really work out anyway i think that one of the reasons I ended things with him was because I thought he had a gambling addiction and he would lie to me like and when we were like 18 lie to me about like where he was and he'd be like at a casino all night doing poker like playing poker and he'd always bet with his friends and I was like and again he was it was really, 2003 yeah he was a really smart kid and I was just like you're making really dumb decisions right well it turns out like a couple years ago front page of the newspaper he had just won a million dollars he's a professional poker player you was, fucked yeah, up yeah my mom was like Jenna <laughs> what are you doing and I actually <laughs> so one of my best friends is she Jen Selter. She's oh yeah yeah, the, yeah. Um, she's on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you know a fitness model, and she w- was doing an event at the Hard Rock in Fort Lauderdale a couple years ago. And so I went, and you know we're like decked out and whatever, and they're like feeding us champagne. And I ran into him, and he just gave me this look like what what has happened to you like, <laughs> that you are here in an Hervé Leger dress and Louboutins <laughs> and like drinking champagne with Instagram models. Like uh, yeah, I had more hope for you, and I was like, good luck with your million dollars. With your- like, problem yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, guess it's not really a problem 
it's worked out. Yeah, so he he's doing well. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm happy for him. When you when you graduated high school, did you know that you wanted to stay in state, or no. did you look to go like no, elsewhere? No, I, I knew that I had like very big aspirations for myself always so i knew that i wanted to go to school in a big city and unfortunately because tallahassee so, yeah because <laughs> I, <laughs> because i was so social and like not really focused on school i had limited options and so i thought I how went, many times did you take the sat once how many times did you take your driver's test once oh nice got a perfect score nice. but i took my driver's <laughs> no big deal <laughs> my permit the written test i failed like four times which is really embarrassing do you know what you like yeah. did wrong isn't that just like what kind of sign is this and it's like <laughs> yeah. you know yeah 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 like bare again left. i don't know how to study for tests but throw me into it and what's I'll the perform. octagon that's red yeah yeah <laughs> like, i'm like what's an octagon? i think it's a square <laughs> so yeah I, that was weird but um no i did i did well on my you know my testing and i did moderately well in school and but I like was the captain of every team started all these clubs like I thought my extracurriculars would really like help me out I and by was, the way j- there is something to be said about that yeah, like seemingly yeah. I juggled a lot of things and I worked full time like I, I did a lot where so. were you working Listen, Jenna we get it I, <laughs> where were you working I was a superstar um, Intermix actually where I worked for seven years mm-hmm. you know I started out as uh, like you know an assistant there and then I worked my way up to stylist I worked up here for a number of years wow. in Hamptons opened some stores in Palm Beach so it, that is like a, another day of a podcast. The different like. What did people. you steal from Intermix? Nothing. Well, actually, nothing. It was very easy to steal from Intermix. They didn't have cameras and they didn't really censor things. So, but we would get people who what would trusting run in, people? grab shit, and like run out. And really, so when I got mugged in New York after that, I was like, "Listen, if you guys don't have a panic button in these stores, like I'm gonna have a full blown panic attack if somebody mug- like comes in and robs us again." Should have worn that mask that don't panic. I know, I know. <laughs> and so they just kept getting robbed. But I worked in South Beach. And when I went to, so after one year of FSU, like, and people telling me, like, well, you're a Jew, where's your horns? Like, I've never met a Jewish person before. Like, I was like. 2003, that's when Borat came out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I decided, like, I'm going to, I thought I was going to get into UM, like, University of Miami. I thought, easy. My dad went there for law school. I did some summer programs there. Like, my grades might not be the best, but I have an in, and I didn't get in. I got, like, waitlisted. So I transferred after one year. And. Um, so I worked for Intermix in South Beach and it was, my favorite day was to work on Sundays because live on Sunday would happen. And so rappers would fly in from Atlanta every Sunday and I knew all of the rappers and I knew like they would bring different girls every single time. And like, I remember one time 50 Cent, like not 50 Cent, Flo Rida, Mm -hmm. like threatening to kill me because I was like putting, put his girl in an outfit that I put the last girl in or something. And like, I was just like messing with him. (laughs) He was not having it, but I knew I was going to make a lot of money on those days. They always paid like straight cash and you know, 90% of the time they ended up inviting me out with them to go to live on Sundays. So that's like how I met a lot of people. Who else did you see? Just like Wayne and yeah. And we, it was also like, it didn't have to be rappers. There was a lot of like wealthy people that would fly in to like just to go to live on Sunday or go on a yacht on Sunday. And I would have consistent clients who, um, there was this one guy that I had all the time and he was at live every single, he had his own table at live every single week and he'd always wear like a bow tie or something. Really cheesy. (laughs) Was it Tucker Carlson? (laughs) No, but he, um, he would bring different girls 
and always in pairs. And these girls were like 14 and it would break my heart. And we would have to have the security shut down the store when he would come in because he would like sit in the back and the girls would sit on his lap and like make out. And there'd be like kids in the store. And I'm like, this is not okay. You always want the girls to be in something see-through. These girls were like, I was like, are you being drugged? Like, do you need like, like wink twice if you need (laughs) it out? Like, it was like so weird. But like, I got to know him and he'd come in all the time and like, yeah, it, it was a very odd experience. Uh, were Saturdays boring? <laughs> Saturdays were like people would... So the store was on Collins. The next street over is like Ocean. And so on Ocean, Ocean's one of the few streets like in America that you can drink with an open container. Hmm. It was like super crazy loud parties like, you know, Senior Frogs is there and all the slushy places. So people would come in really drunk and like try on really expensive dresses and be really sweaty and like spill things on where they'd have their dog and the dog would pee on the clothes and like it was just kind of Jesus. a nightmare yeah saturdays were hit or hit or miss but i i had some crazy experiences i mean that's how that's how i met all of like the heat players at one point because um they, they were at senior frogs yeah <laughs> they, obviously their dogs peed on all the shit yeah, yeah and we made them pay for it no um i have weird weird Miami Heat stories like you know before LeBron and Wade left about them coming in with girls and then like secretly like as we're checking out like getting the girls that worked there's number and just like it was there was weird times yeah. weird times yeah. and this was all before social media so I always jo- and so we would go to dinners like every night with the whole heat and like we'd go out with them and we would joke that um, we were cool before there was any social media for anyone to believe us because there wasn't like Snapchat. I wasn't like Snapchatting with like Dwayne Wade, like because <laughs> right. there wasn't anything. Right. So I remember when he like followed me and tweeted to me or something on on Twitter. I got a lot of followers and people were like, "How do you know him?" And I'm like, eh, yeah, "That's a weird talking. part of Twitter. These yeah. sort of aspirational uh, like." Follows. And then I got like yeah. I remember you know I don't know if this still exists, but remember that you could put people in Twitter on group in groups yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I remember I was like D Wade confirmed groupies like in like a bunch of like <laughs> Miami Heat oh it was confirmed side hoes like <laughs> yeah. I was in all of these like groups yeah it was that's confirmed. awesome um, I have a question what was it like being in a car with a lot of NBA players because that feels like it'd be very cramped yeah no it is I don't I mean I'm sure that's happened a lot of time we always they always have to take SUVs one of my favorite things to ask NBA players is do you have to buy special beds that are longer and yes they actually do mm-hmm. and there are certain hotels that when they travel they stay in because they know that the beds are like extra long mm-hmm. see people tune into our podcast for like exclusives that's and right. I think that we just got <laughs> I think the you got it yeah. like this is extra long beds um, <laughs> this is the hip hop DX headline you, <laughs> you got mugged in New York yeah, real bad. What I mean, what happened? Uh, real good. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had just permanently moved here, not like a summer fling. I had moved here after I graduated, and I moved into an apartment in Gramercy. And this was like oh, that was your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was like my first apartment that I was like paying for on my own. Like my parents weren't really helping me out, and it was the first one that I didn't have a doorman. And so my parents were like, "Are you sure it's okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody has a doorman, like unless you're rich." <laughs> so I'm looking at you guys. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so it was fine. It was in Gramercy. It was on 20th. Like it mm. was in a f- totally fine area. Yeah, and. Um, That's like the like, you know, uh, like six years into your first job sort of place. Yeah. And yeah. it was. And I had two roommates that my cousin actually had worked with at Bloomberg. Like they were a couple and they were totally normal. They were a little older than me. And um, they they would kind of look out for me. Like if I didn't come home, like they would text me to make sure I was okay, whatever. And so <laughs> one day after work, I left Intermix and I was, I walked to my, at the time, my boyfriend's apartment, like 
I don't know, 10 blocks away. We got in a big fight. I, like, had his shirt on or something. And I'm on the phone walking down the street, like, and there's a million people on First Ave. Like, it was a Friday night or a Thursday night. You know, there's a ton of restaurants around there, and there's packed. Right. And so, you know, you don't think anything of it. And I happened to, like, turn on to my street on 20th, still on the phone, like, carrying my purse. And I noticed that this girl was kind of following me for the last two blocks but when I turned she stayed on one side of the street and I stayed on the other and so I walked up to my door and I was about to take my key out and I remembered something that my mom always told me which was if somebody is behind you and they're trying to get into your building let them go first because you don't know if they're going into like rob the building or whatever you don't know if they live there yeah so I sort of like I'm on the phone I sort of step aside I kind of turn around and next thing I know like Bam! In my face, a gun is like bashing my face in. And there was a marble wall against where I, like, against the door. And she's just like literally like beating my face. And I didn't really feel any. All I remember thinking was like, uh, this is how I'm going to die. Like, my parents are going to find out. This is an, a, like a Law and Order episode. And my parents are going to find out I died by getting mugged on the street in Manhattan. Like, they're going to find my body. Like, I can't do this. Like, I can. this is not how I'm supposed to die. And um, the I figured the – I had a brand new iPhone at the time, and I figured the, the girl probably, like, wanted my iPhone. She saw me, like, walking with it. And so – and she had, she had a black – actually, I'm dressed just like her today, which dawned on me <laughs> as I was walking here. I'm like, I'm dressed like my attacker. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So she had, she had a hoodie on, so you couldn't really – and her, the thing was, like, you know, tied up, so you couldn't really see her face. And um, she put – after she hit me about seven times, she put the gun to my head, and I tried to hide my purse behind my back so she didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And – um, and I'm still on the phone, by the way. My phone oh. is in my hands. And my friend was on the phone with me. She was on a, her way to a doctor's appointment in Long Island. She said all I was screaming was just like, no, no. Because I was like, what was I saying? Like, stop. Yeah. She yeah. Said, no, you were saying no, which is kind of scary. And um, she kept trying to call 911. They'd connect her to Long Island 911. It was, like took her a while for them to yeah. say. She thought someone was waiting for me in my apartment. Because oh I told God. her, like, I'm walking into my building. So she thought I had opened my door and someone was in here. And so um, the, the girl put the gun to my head and said, I have a gun. I'll fucking kill you. Give me your purse. So I gave her my purse. And she continued to beat my head into this, like, marble wall until I was unconscious. And... So a few minutes later, I like regained consciousness and I didn't feel pain. I just was like, wow, that gun is heavy. Like I didn't expect a gun to be that heavy. And you were outside your building? Outside my building. It was like, it was still light out. It was like about this kind of time. Oh no, maybe it was dark. Now that Mm -hmm. I think about it, it was like nine. And um, I saw her running down the avenue. She was like all the way at the end of the avenue and like first. And I was like, I don't know what provoked me. I took off my shoes and I chased her. I honestly, well, just like adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, pure adrenaline. First of all, I had no idea my head was cracked open until like later. And so I'm chasing this girl down the street and I'm screaming for everybody like, please help me. Like this girl just attacked me. Like she has my purse. Like she's my phone. She's everything. Somebody call 911. And I saw my neighbors like kind of looking out and like going back into their apartments because like, I guess, you know, you don't, but I didn't, I, I mean, I'm covered in blood, but I didn't look like I was like sketchy or anything. I just come from work. So um eventually nobody was stopping i stopped some random guy on the street and i grabbed his phone out of his hand i'm like i'm calling 911 like i just got attacked and he took like one look at me and he's like oh my god and so i called 911 and i'm like i'm watching this girl with my stuff like run down 14th and first like you have to get her you have to get her she has my phone she has my purse she has my wallet she has everything there's jewelry in my bag and the guy looks at me and he's just like your head is cracked open like you need to go to the hospital right now so 
I'm like in and out of consciousness. Some people were nice enough. They carried me over. The police precinct was like on my street. So I went over there. And I at that point, I had kind of settled. I'm, my adrenaline's still going where I'm like, like, call my friend. She probably thinks I'm dead. Call my parents. Like, tell them what happened. And they're like, ma'am, you need to sit down. Like, you have a head wound. And I remember like kind of putting, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm covered in blood at this point. And they put me in an ambulance. But my your adrenaline's still going. And I did feel the pain at this point because, like, I was kind of slowing down. And on in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, they said to me, um, since you, you have regained consciousness, we think we caught this person who did this to you. Can you make an identification? And I was like, okay. 14th Street is blocked off. Like, there are just police everywhere. The whole street is blocked off. They have this girl in handcuffs, but she wasn't wearing a black hoodie. She was wearing a white t-shirt, but she had blood all over her. And I was like, to be honest, like, she knocked me unconscious. I don't really remember which. Like, I wasn't staring at her trying to get an ID. Like, right. you know, my I had, like, compromised brain activity. So I was like, that could be her. Did you find my purse? And they're like, listen, when she heard the cops coming, she's going to ditch her stuff. Like, she's going to throw it in a trash can. Like, she didn't... And the whole time when I was chasing her, I was like, she's probably going to turn around and shoot me. Like, she had a gun. She's probably going to turn around and shoot me. And I don't know why I didn't care. I was like, you don't take my iPhone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I will find you. So I got to the hospital and the, the, like, social worker was like, this is so crazy. But the girl we stopped had your purse with the gun inside the purse. The phone was still connected to your friend and she was covered in your blood. And so she she confessed. And wow. So she ended up I had to once I got out of the hospital, um, I had to go to court and my prosecutor, they never told me like her name or anything like that. And so I'm in front it was of the, Iggy Azalea. <laughs> well, I'm in front of the grand jury and they're like the prosecutor's standing like far away and I'm like I said to them if she's in court like I'm so traumatized by this whole thing I'm not going and she wasn't in court she she was in Rikers by this point and she copped a plea deal she, there was there was bullets in the gun but she instead of like 14 years got like six or something and um so the prosecutor looks at me and the first thing he says is can you please explain to us what princess did to you and I burst out <laughs> laughing like her name I got attacked by a girl named princess you've got to be kidding me and he's giving me this look like shut up, shut up. and I just like I lost it I'm like I can't even believe it so yeah that happened and she was in Rikers for a while and actually a year ago I, I'm like in a victim's advocate program like by coincidence because you have to be and um, I actually ended up having to move out of my building because I was so scared that like they didn't think some little white girl was going to chase her and like we didn't know if it was gang affiliated and um, there used to be people that would like like I accidentally called the police on like our housekeeper once because I didn't know like who it was like banging on the door and I was just scared of everything. Yeah, I was like, going to ask. The yeah. police used to walk me to, to work every day and like for a while and eventually I was just too scared because it was actually you could Google the case and it would come up online yeah, and yeah. so. If she had any family members that like wanted to know what happened, they now know where I live, and so I was scared, and I eventually moved out. But um, but how'd, you, how'd your parents take the news? Well, I think I I may have gone home for like a night or two. I pretended it didn't happen though. Like I didn't tell any of my friends. Like I continued working. Like I just pretended like this whole thing didn't happen to me. But I couldn't have somebody even like run past me or make a loud noise without like feeling this like panic. And so it took me a while to kind of get over. It. I mean, I had to move home, but. Um, now I'm fine. I definitely am more aware of like my surroundings. Yeah. But Holy uh, shit. yeah, that was kind of crazy. And now I felt like a real New Yorker. Well, but now you my mom was like, oh, my God, I'm like three times. <laughs> I was like, OK, you're like, ha ha ha. <laughs> but now you come back to New York and, and I'm totally fine. Yeah. I like I don't really go down that street. Sure. Right. But uh, yeah. I'm fine. Holy I don't shit. Think that anything's um, 
Hey guys, we just want to take a second out and throw to this week's sponsor. Today's episode of A Waste of Time is brought to you by the new Spotify original podcast, Mogul, The Life and Death of Chris Lighty. Hosted by Reggie Osei, a.k.a. Combat Jack, co-founder of the Loudspeakers Network, Mogul tells the story of the music executive who changed hip-hop and shaped the careers of some of his most beloved artists like LL Cool J, Missy Elliott, 50 Cent, Nas, Diddy, and so many more. With one of the most illustrious careers in music, Chris Lighty rose to the pinnacle of musical success before an untimely end. This story is more than just music, it's the story of the American dream. Mogul, The Life and Death of Chris Lighty is a Spotify original podcast produced by Gimlet Media and the Loudspeakers Network. Follow and listen to Mogul every week exclusively on Spotify. Once you catch up on the Mogul podcast, check out the playlist inspired by the show only on Spotify. And now back to A Waste of Time with It's The Real and Jenna Luckman. Can you tell us what uh, what being a post-college graduate in Miami is like, like living down there? Yeah, it's um, it's weird because Miami is a very transient place. It's similar to L.A., but it's smaller. So you notice the comings and goings of people. And for the first few years after college, it was fine because, you know, a lot of people stick around where they went to college. Um, you know, for a few years, they get jobs and whatever. So it was fine. And I was like riding the wave of like partying. And I was still young and, you know, could do that. But um, now I, I just feel really old. I mean, we don't obviously we don't go to like the nightclubs and stuff that we used to go to, and I don't like party like I did. But did you go to King of Diamonds on Monday? I did sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. We, we were we were fans of strip clubs, but uh, <laughs> I oddly would like feel at peace at strip clubs. Like at least my life isn't this bad, like, <laughs> which is so horrible. Did like, you know oh, any of those girls? No, 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 no. no I didn't. <laughs> that would have been funny though. Did you ever eat at strip clubs? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Eleven has the best food. And I got to know them so well that there's a restaurant on the rooftop of that strip club. And they would bring my food down into the nightclub. And I'd, like, feed the strippers. Like, <laughs> like you were, I don't have cash, but I got pizza. <laughs> you were So you were known in, like, all the clubs. Oh, yeah. But I also, like, did that on purpose. Like, so when I was in college, all the kids would go, like, the college kids would go to college bars. And I thought that was gross. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, like, really that much of a drinker, which is weird because, like, I don't know. But um, (laughs) (laughs) depression sets in. But um, I knew that I wanted a career. And I knew that I was in school for PR and that I wanted to, like, either do something in nightlife or music or something in that realm. And so every time I would go out, I'd make sure, first of all, like, I was well-connected through like work and things like that I would always talk to everybody and I'd go out in South Beach instead of like the Grove or all the college bars were and I made sure that anytime I went to a nightclub or restaurant I introduced myself to the owner and the manager the bartenders the door guy the valet people just so that I was like listen in a few years I'm graduating and I want to do and I'm gonna be fucking famous follow me back you're gonna see me on a reality show later (laughs) so I might need you to let me use your venue but um yeah I like made friends with everyone so like now they'll bring me pizza in a strip club so that's pretty much worth it yeah yeah i mean i'm sure you killed at your high school reunion high yeah, school reunions I that that's happening yeah i think it's this year this year yeah, yeah oh my god i secretly like went on facebook and looked to see and there is there's a group and i but you can go to like at no least, i'm not going you can go to at least three high school reunions yeah. this year so yeah that's true that is true i actually would go do to my circuit. private school one yeah and i'm gonna do like a little stand up at each one no but if i had something really going for me at this point i would definitely go but they would be like what are you doing and they're all like doctors and lawyers and i'm like oh, I live no i gotta home. be i gotta be really honest i didn't go to mine partially because i didn't feel like spending like a ton of money to be with people that like i didn't want to be with you didn't even like them um yeah. but but also how do you explain what you do right but also like if i was popping like i am now right 
that would have been like great. To, like Jeff, Jeff did it right. Jeff yeah. got Jeff hit it just the right time. Yeah. Right. Like ten years. Uh, yeah, ten years. Yeah. Yeah. That's mine this year. And so I didn't invent post its, which is like I wish I had thought of. You know. <laughs> right, Romeo that. and Michelle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there, I've like made up a slew of things. I used to tell people I was like a semi-professional stand-up comedian when I would meet them. Like, there's like little funny things I could do. But now the craziest part is I had actually deleted Facebook for a while probably like four years after college because I I was like dating this rapper and I would get people like sending me crazy messages because they were like oh my god we saw you on this whatever and now it's the same thing like oh I saw you with this athlete on page six and like mm-hmm. it's people I haven't talked to in so many years and it's awkward like right. I don't didn't like you then and now <laughs> I especially don't care but right. like I feel bad and I'm always that person that feels bad so I always write back but like now a lot of people think they're my friend or my intern so um, <laughs> you, you really should have like I've looped myself accidentally into a lot of friendships that I didn't mean to including this one so thank you so much for coming over <laughs> by the way imagine imagine you did get married to the poker player and then like you brought him back to your uh to your high school that reunion? so weird, but no, a lot of... Do you think he'd he wear sunglasses? Oh, wait, it's his high school reunion, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in the same grade, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they knew Oh, us. you're going to see him there again. I know. Oh, it's going to be very, very awkward. I'm thinking about rekindling with the uh, the guy whose butt I used to touch and talk about on my, <laughs> my live journal. Mm-hmm. These are all great ideas. <laughs> yeah. Jenna's, like, you know, reunion experience. Man, imagine. Some people get lucky at their reunions. And some people get Luckman. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, so, so... You do PR and you do um, marketing and that's your expertise, but you do have this life where people think that you are just your internet self. Yeah. So how do you balance the two? Um, I've contemplating deleting a lot of my social media. I actually went through and deleted. Would you tell your clients that? Like, no. <laughs> here's what I suggest. Well, you delete yeah. all of well, your Well, and it's weird. It's like this footprint. weird small like line between me hating social media because people have a certain assumption of like who I am and what I do and like people really don't believe me when so I am I'll announce I'm going to be on a TV show coming up and he had seen my social media profiles and thought I was like this really cool fun like party animal and I was like I literally stay at home on Saturdays and watch murder shows like, <laughs> I have a weird fascination with murder like don't take this the wrong way I'm not cool I am a nerd like I, I and you know when girls like put on glass and they're like look I'm a nerd and I'm like oh my god but like I really truly am like I'm a comedy nerd and like I would rather stay at home and like watch basketball with my dad that's just like who I am now and maybe that's not who I was a few years ago, but um, I feel like I disappoint people when I meet them in real life because, like, I've had people be like, oh, you're way more photogenic than you are good looking in, like, real life. And, like, that's fine. That's whatever. Like, weird that people say that, but... Um, are they negging you? Yeah. No, no, no. They're they're dead serious. Like, I've had a lot of No, people, but I mean, like, you you're know, way... Like, that, like, that, uh, that, that's that a little, dating like, thing. dig. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. I've It's it's usually, like, bitter guys that I, like, won't date. And be like, well, you're better looking online than you are in person. But it's fine. Like, yeah. What's the end game with that? Like, what are the... <laughs> You're like, oh, no, no, you know what? You're right. And yeah. Actually, that's let's go out on that actually date. what yeah. I say. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's fine. Like, I know that it, it's... That's so fucked. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if it's better to be good like a catfish or... Speaking of catfish, did you guys know that I was almost on catfish? No. no. Do you know about all the fake profiles of me? There's like a lot of fake Jennas out there. Really? What are the names? Uh, her, <laughs> Jenna? No. Her name is... Uh, Princess? No, that would be great. Her name was. <laughs> she literally Shredder. stole your identity. Yeah. 
imagine? You know, I looked her up on Facebook. Really? Yeah. Are you Facebook friends with her? No, but imagine How if great I friended would that her. Be? No, she's not on Facebook. I think it's like part of her probation, probably. <laughs> yeah. But um, that is one of the new like catfish ideas, by the way. Finding somebody who like you have problems with online, but you had problems with princess in real life. So this yeah. would be like a whole other thing. That actually would be a good catfish. Oh yeah, because the yeah. catfish thing is to like. Yeah, to, to have a that. real life sort of yeah, yeah confrontation with yeah. somebody that you have like problems with online. I actually watched Catfish today, but um, <laughs> in 2017. Good... Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> How it's retro? Weird. Yeah. I know. How retro? <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Um, that uh, that you've been cat like that. that okay, people so have her, used your profile. Yeah, so people use. So I found this out about two years ago. I got a random message on Facebook from someone in like Paraguay or something who hardly spoke English but basically said to me like is this you because this person's been using your photos and I clicked on a link and it was a profile they had like four times the amount of followers that the real Jenna had and they used all my photos from different platforms like things that I probably uploaded I'm not kidding like on MySpace or tweeted one time or like selfies from my photo booth on my computer and um, so what do you think you were doing wrong? Yeah, did it, yeah. does it bum you out that like that they, the fake Jenna better Jenna? Yeah. Oh yeah, and the I don't comments. call them fake Jenna. I call them better Jenna. Better Jenna, Spanish Jenna. So um, the comments were just like insane. There was hundreds of comments. They were all dudes, like in Spanish. I didn't know what a single one of them meant. And the name um, Boca Raton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they pretended that I like they had a whole thing set up like where I worked and who I was friends with and like they would steal my friends' photos like it was really crazy and so I was really freaked out when this first happened and I got the profile shut down. The name was uh, Fiorella Meyer or like Fio Meyer, different variations of this name mm-hmm. and. That happened, and I thought, okay, that's it. Like, it's over. I got him shut down relatively quickly, and that's it. Well, they obviously blocked me, but sometimes I'd go on accounts for work, and I would, like, be like, oh, I wonder what Fio Meyer's up to. <laughs> and so I would find, like, five more profiles, thousands of followers, all of my pictures. Like, it was so weird. They kept getting – and it's still two years later to this day. I find Fio Meyer all the time. found another one last week. That's I get insane. them shut down, and they come back up. They do fake Facebooks. They do um, Instagrams. Yeah, it's really weird. So I – happened to email cat well okay i matched with neve from catfish on a dating app <laughs> let me be honest and Jenna, jenna's tinder experience yeah ended with that and i was like is this a catfish or is this like this is the ultimate like weird right <laughs> right thing that i'm i just matched with the catfish guy and, well and what'd you think what were you like i'm gonna definitely Wait, no, did I you actually talk to him oh, okay no i really didn't match with him it, it was yeah so and then I, one day I was like so fed up that I actually emailed Catfish. I'm like, there are so many accounts. with my, do you, Can we opposite Catfish them? Like, can I go on and meet the person that's been using my pictures and be like, gotcha. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, can we make fake guy profiles to message um, Spanish Jenna and... <laughs> better Jenna. Better Jenna. And, <laughs> and like, just be like, yeah, let's meet up. And then it's me that shows up on the date. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, feel. I do feel. So I wanted it to be this whole like soap opera, but I didn't fall through with it because I, I kept getting the profiles taken down, but they still keep happening. That's so crazy. Me and Neve are, I don't think, a match anymore. Oh. So, yeah. Um, He's probably out of like the, the radius. No. He's a oh, baby. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. congratulations to Neve. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Fio. And um, Fio. Yeah. She's killing it. Did you? So Fio should go to my high school reunion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like a Saddam Hussein. Like you just yeah. have a whole bunch yeah. of like body doubles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jeff and I went to South by Southwest this year for the first time. We have really? The first time? First time. Jealous? We've, we went to Bonnaroo. Uh, a, so many underground rappers haven't seen we've, <laughs> we've, we've been to Bonnaroo. We've never been to Coachella. And you've been to Coachella. I did. What is... 
is Coachella like? And Wait, I like, I like is it Jenna's worth going? reaction. Jenna goes, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, just is it worth going? Is it is it over? Is it was it ever fun? I went two years ago, three years ago. So Coachella just happened, and then there was one year before that, and then the year before that. I'm not good with numbers. Mm-hmm. That's math. three. You yeah. felt math. feels like right. three. Yeah. So I yeah. went, and I was living in Miami at the time, and I had to do it. Like I was like, <laughs> this is the next step in my evolution of a shitty person. So I. Somehow got like scammed into these tickets that this girl, she basically, I had a friend who was like, yeah, 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 like I'll handle everything. I have a ton of friends out in LA. She was younger than me. It was a friend. And she was like, um, you know, I got this covered. Just like Venmo me the money and I'll get us VIP tickets. Like you don't want to go to a festival, like general admission. Wait, what was what, what was your note on Venmo? Was it like, you know, for, you know. It was probably like party. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I, don't, I don't know. It was a cactus, I think. So. <laughs> It was um, uh, it was a side braid. Yeah, 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 yeah. An Indian headdress. So um, Native American. Don't sorry, be sorry. It's sorry, cultural appropriation. Per- uh, I know. So um, she was like, "Yeah, I'll handle it." So she's like, "I know this girl out there. She's from Miami. She's selling two VIP tickets. Like, I'll handle it." So the girl ended up being like a stage five clinger and like what like invited herself with us to go to Coachella and then when we were like nah like we don't know you we just want the tickets yeah. like you're not staying where we're staying because we don't know you she like held the tickets hostage was like I'm not telling you where I am and like had all of our money and I like freaked out and eventually we like ended up getting the tickets and I bet she has good us. Tinder stories the girl <laughs> found us at, at Coachella a few times and was like I don't understand why you guys won't hang out with me I really don't get it like it was like you're wild. like this this is why yeah this I was is like why. are you my intern <laughs> so anyway we get there and immediately I have a friend who drives us out he's like the tour manager for a bunch of artists and he immediately hooks us up with artist passes so I'm like alright dope <laughs> and my friend was supposed to handle like where we were staying I knew nothing about Coachella like mm-hmm. literally nothing and so I didn't realize you literally are in the middle of a desert it's not like you can and this was also three years ago Uber wasn't like a huge thing yet so they weren't readily available you couldn't just call an Uber to the middle of the desert and get a ride anywhere like, right, it wasn't, right there was like a line to even try to get an Uber it was really crazy and so what do you do well so I at the time like I was really sick and I shouldn't have gone and I knew I was sick, again, pretending it wasn't happening, and I wanted to feel normal, so I go to Coachella, and on our way out there, the people whose house we were supposed to be staying in stop answering my friend, and I'm like, what are we going to do? This isn't, like, we can't get a hotel, like, it's not, so I, like, luckily had some friends that were throwing a party with the Kardashians, and they let us stay in their house. Really weird, I know. And you, you kept up. Hardly, but I kept <laughs> up. And we got to stay in that house, but I also had to stay like in a twin bunk bed with four other people. It was very <laughs> weird. And wait, wait, wait so the, so that means that they're me they and didn't Kylie get the, got real close. No. Well, they didn't have a bigger bed for the NBA yeah, players. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna no, say. there and there were no NBA players at this event. But it was really it was so weird. The whole experience was really weird. But by the end was it, of Was it videotaped for their show? Uh, or do they have yeah, like yeah, camera people like following them yeah, all the time? Yeah, it, it was, and there was it was like right. You're not gonna remember this because she's had lots of moments. But Kylie <laughs> wore this like all black like fishnet catfish outfit, and Tyga was there, and like it was the first time that people were like speculating about plastic surgery rumors and stuff. And like my friend who's who was setting up the party, actually I was staying with today. He's the one that like took that picture, and it's like always like that's what I always think of, but. They were fine. They were nice. Like, I don't know, whatever. But um, 
so what would happen is I'd go to the festival and by like 9, 10, 11 o'clock, like I'm not feeling well. Like my body is like kind of shutting down and you, I couldn't just get in a car and let, leave. And my friend I was with was a little younger and she was like, you're a party pooper. Like, <laughs> and I just felt so bad like leaving the party early. Like I didn't really didn't go to any after parties or do anything cool. I also went the second weekend, which is notably like the poor person weekend because they're like, like it's way cheaper to go because there's no parties. Like oh, the right. first weekend is all parties. People don't go to the festival. The second weekend, people go to the festival but there's no parties i wanted to go to the festival like i th- was excited about some of the music which now i can't tell you one person that played but <laughs> yeah. um so clearly it was memorable but yeah. um i you know i really didn't feel well and i kept trying to like leave and it just wasn't working and so it was pretty miserable so the this is funny the last day of the festival i had i take thyroid medicine every day and i had put all of my medicine like in a specific pill bottle. like i travel with like pills because I have to take them every single day I had accidentally instead of well so I'll preface this by saying we go to the festival and I'm like all of a sudden feeling really weird I'm like I need to lay down so my friend had driven us there and I'm like do you mind if I like lay down in your car for a little I don't really feel well like this is so weird I pass out in his car and I wake up and we're back in LA (laughs) we I had apparently eaten Taco Bell on the way I don't remember any of this (laughs) and he dropped me off at like where I was staying and was like are you okay I'm like I think so and I was like supposed to help my friend move that day and I felt like I was underwater turns out my thyroid medicine looked exactly like Ambien so I was on an Ambien the last day of Coachella yeah it was miserable and I didn't know so I'm trying to fight through it I helped my friend move on an Ambien yeah so uh, needless to say, I didn't really feel a need to go back to Coachella. Yeah. I just felt a little bit trapped, and it's very overwhelming. There's tons of like, especially the first weekend too. There's like tons of parties and influencers and blah blah. blah and it's like you kind of get lost in the sauce. Like mm-hmm. you're not yeah. really anyone cool. Like when I do stuff in Miami, it's a small place. I've been there forever, especially in here too. Like you know, I, I know my way around. I know my people, but there it's like I don't know. It just yeah, you're not Kendall Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even better Jenna, to be I'm honest. I'm not even Kendall Jenna. Um, yeah. Oh, hello. Can we talk about your cancer? Yeah, yeah. You, you're a cancer survivor. Two times over. How did you find out? Um, I knew for actually like a while, and my doctor like didn't believe me. Basically, what happened was I was in college. I was like 21, and my asshole boyfriend at the time was like, you have a bigger Adam's apple than me. And I was like, that's not nice, but I do. And so I went to the doctor and I was like, what's up with this? And he's like, no, some girls just like have an enlarged neck. It's fine. And every year I kept going back to the doctor. I'm like, listen, it's getting bigger. But I had no symptoms. I wasn't like overweight or underweight. I didn't have any. Are you the type of person who's going to go online and like figure it out yourself? Uh, at that point, like, not really, but yeah. Like WebMD and yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, I do WebMD, a lot of things. You're not supposed to. Right. A lot of times, they've told me throughout this whole process, like, don't look this up online. It's going right. to look way worse than it is. Right. A lot of times, it was exactly what I expected, but, um, so I kept going back to my doctor every year and saying, like, this lump is getting bigger and I f- feel fine, so I don't know what's going on. I didn't even know what a thyroid was. I didn't know, like, I didn't know any of this. I had no That's idea. That's our private schooling, you know? I know, I know. So sheltered. <laughs> they didn't teach us anatomy. I literally, like, ha- didn't know about the birds and the bees until I was, like, 16. When you took that when virginity. When I had sex. <laughs> yeah, like, I figured it out. So... Um, do you <laughs> like, want, not do you kidding. Want, do you want us to explain it to you now? <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like really weird. So anyway, I kept going back to the doctor and then eventually um, I would look at pictures of like, you know, friends and I and 
normal, normal, normal. And then they'd get to me and it was like I had this like alien in my throat. Like it was so noticeable in photos. And so finally I went back to the doctor. I'm like, listen, I know this is like called your thyroid. I'm like, I don't know what it does. And I feel fine. I had a ton of energy, like tons. I used to be able to go out till six in the morning and then go to class by eight. Like I was fine. And I'm like, please. Do your parents know that? No. Sorry, mom. <laughs> so uh, I... I I uh, went to the doctor and I was like, listen, do a test on my thyroid. I know you don't think it's anything, but just like give me peace of mind. So he does a test. He takes blood and he's like, no, your thyroid's functioning fine. Like you're totally fine. I'm like, all right, cool. Like whatever. I just have a fat neck. And so um, <laughs> born this way. So I uh, went to my annual like gyno appointment a few months later and he takes one look at me and he's like what the hell is wrong with your neck i'm like i know i thought it was my thyroid i was like but the doctor who are said you I'm- my boyfriend yeah <laughs> I'm like it's so mean everybody's making fun of me it's a double chin so um so he was like i said i'm like well he my doctor did a blood test he said my thyroid functions fine and he was like no 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 jenna every doctor knows you might have a functioning like your thyroid might be healthy but you have a tumor on top of it and he's like you need to go to the hospital right now and i'm like what so go to the hospital and they're literally like jamming this needle, like doing a biopsy into into my neck. It was like more painful than anything I've ever had. And the doctor looks at me with like this weird look and he's like, I just want to let you know, um, thyroid cancer is really treatable. And I was like, what? Cancer? Like what's this guy talking about? So I didn't think I was going to get the results. This was like on a f- Thursday maybe. And I didn't think I was going to get the results until Monday. And oh, I need to probably hold on one second. Right. You went to your gynecologist. Yes, yes. So so I get this biopsy done, and I didn't think I was going to get the results after the weekend. So I leave work the next day. It was like a Friday, and I come home, and I notice like my dad's car is parked at our house, which he doesn't get home from work that early. I'm like, this is odd. And I go into my house, and my parents are both sitting in our – we have a bar in our house. And they're sitting at the bar, and they're both holding drinks, and they just hand me one. And I'm like, this couldn't be good. Like, why is my dad home this early? And they're like, sit down. And they're like, the doctor called us and it's like really advanced. And I'm like, what? Like, and I still like didn't even know what that meant. And they're like, you need to have your thyroid out, but then all will be good. Like, this is a very standard run of the mill case. Basically, they just remove your thyroid. You have to go on medicine for the rest of your life, but that's it. Like, and then you'll be good. And I'm like, all right, fine. Like, and and at no point, I'm not an emotional person, so at no point am I crying. And I I could tell my mom was like hiding her emotions, whatever. My mom is a breast cancer survivor, so she knew kind of what I was about to go through. And a couple of weeks later, they scheduled for me to have my thyroid out. And um, that happened. I was in the hospital for a few days. It was really painful. And when I woke up out of surgery, the first thing I heard was my mom kind of like crying on the phone to the doctor that misdiagnosed me saying like, she just got out of surgery and it's like spread everywhere in her neck because you let this go on for so long. She asked you a hundred times to please check her and you did the wrong tests. And now like 
her cancer is very progressed and so that kind of freaked me out but I was I've never thought like oh I can't do this or oh I'm gonna die like I've never really thought there's been times I've wanted to die because the pain is horrible or I'm nauseous or whatever but I've never thought that this was gonna be like life-threatening so I sort of went into it knowing that which is why it was you know a little bit easier for me but um after that they left me off all of so you need your thyroid basically for like everyday life like that's like how you function it's your metabolism it's your energy levels it's your you know it's your weight it's different things so since mine was so advanced by the time they got it um I needed to do radiation therapy which is like this radioactive pill they give you in the hospital you're not allowed to be around people you have to be in isolation for a couple weeks and like you can't like pet your dogs yeah like you're sweating out radiation they come in hazmat suits like it's really crazy you can't touch your iphone so they left me off of all my thyroid medicine prior to me doing the radiation therapy thinking that if i was rid of all anything thyroid i was very hypo hyper hypo whatever it is i don't remember thyroid that the radiation would take up better and so in those few weeks of being off, first of all, I gained like 30 pounds in like two weeks because there's nothing you can do. Like you're just sitting there getting weight. Also, like if I walked across my house, I would be in bed for 12 hours. Like I had no energy. And right. so, oh my God, I met this guy at this bar last night and he like found me on Instagram and like he's messaging me. Okay. So, and he, he's also older than my dad. So, but I think he like owns a hedge fund. So. Um, Anyway, so I um, felt like shit and was going through these treatments. And then eventually they put me back on, um, they put me back on thyroid medicine. But it takes a good year or two for your body to really get used to the medication. So I just felt like shit for years. Like I was nauseous every day. I could hardly work. I could hardly do anything. What, and, a, what a great time to go to Coachella. <laughs> and I, in the middle of it, yeah, went to yeah, Coachella yeah, yeah. because I wanted to be like, oh, I'm a normal person. Like this right. isn't happening to me. But in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have gone. So, um, you know, they would regularly test me to see, you know, what my thyroid function was at and do scans, full body scans to see. And they said to me, listen, this was so advanced. Oh, well, also I should mention, after my thyroid came out, I lost my voice. And I was a publicist at the time and I had to stop working because I... I would talk for maybe five minutes in the morning and then my voice would give out. And so I couldn't like work. And it had been about three months where my voice didn't come back. And they said like, you had so much vocal cord damage that because the cancer was wrapped around my vocal cords. They said like, we did so much damage to your vocal cords. It may never come back. And so, but one day I woke up and my voice just came back. It was fine. It's Holy like really shit. weird. But I thought I was ever going to talk again. Yeah. And so... Then they said to me, it's very likely that there's remnants of this cancer elsewhere in your neck, and eventually we may have to do other surgeries. So then about a year and a half after the first surgery, they found some cancerous lymph nodes um, in the side of my in, my, in my neck. And I went back and forth between a bunch of different hospitals. They Each one was kind of giving me a different diagnosis, different things to do. I had the maximum amount of radiation that they can give a human so that's like maxed out for me I can't that's not an option for me to do anymore so I'm always going to have to do something surgically so they found a few cancerous lymph nodes and they actually like cut open my whole neck on the side I'll show you a picture we, we think it's funny sometimes like draw pictures on the, the scar was really bad you can't see it now but mm-hmm. the scar was really bad at first so we would like make it into a palm tree and whatever and at the time I still like wasn't telling people what happened really like if you asked I would tell you I just like wasn't it was awkward like how do I and it was at a time in my life I was like 25 so it's like 
I would meet guys and they're like, what are you up to? And my phone would go off for three days because I'm in surgery. And they'd be like, why are you ignoring me? And I wouldn't want to be like, oh, by the way, like I have cancer. Like it was just so weird. And such like either I would tell people from the beginning and they'd get freaked out or I wouldn't tell them at all. And then they'd get freaked out when they found out like they thought I was hiding things. Like it was just really weird. So I would tell people that my head got caught in a shark's mouth, which is why I have this like shark tattoo, which somebody (laughs) thought was a pizza the other day, which is fine. (laughs) Either one is totally Right. It's a little bit basic to have like a pizza tattoo. That's what I thought. I was like, you think I'm basic? (laughs) Kirill. It was Kirill. I thought I had a pizza tattoo. I was like, it's awful. But uh, actually, it's funny. I got this like six months ago. My mom and my dad live at home. My parents just noticed like a week ago. (laughs) All of a sudden, we're talking and she goes, looks at me and just stops and I'm like what are you looking at there's a bug on me and she's like that what is tattoo. that she's like she thought it was um diamond she's like why have oh, a diamond on? yeah <laughs> I was like it's not on my finger like girl like I was like come on it's a shark because when I woke up from surgery they put a shark tooth around my neck but um so that happened and that was even more painful than the sur- first surgery and I still have a lot of ner- I had a lot of nerve damage from my face all the way down to my shoulder. They put me on certain medications now that like help with the nerve damage, but I couldn't even like put like a makeup brush on my face without being in excruciating pain. And it's like weird, like also too, like when I've like hooked up with people and they're like touch me, I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't touch me. Like, no, like, it's, it's not you. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, she has weird intimacy issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys, my Walgreens earrings just ripped <laughs> out of my ear by accident. Yes, I got these hoops at Walgreens. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go with this like look yet so i'm trying it out from walgreens right right. it's real progressive yeah um Um, so yeah that's really that and you know i get checked regularly and finally kind of like my medicine after three years has like leveled out and i feel okay but i'll have to have another surgery they found a few other lymph nodes yeah it's it is what it is the lymph nodes that they found that are infected with cancer like they'll stay they've been staying kind of the same size so they may shrink with my medication they may just always stay there it's Luckily, it's a, you know, it's a slow-growing cancer, um, and so, you know, I have I have time. But there's never, like, a right or a wrong. It's, like, either do it now and fuck up being in my 20s or do it after I have kids. And, like, I you know, it's just there's never a right time to do anything. So we'll see. But as of now, I'm, I'm pretty good. So What does that first doctor say? Uh, he stopped practicing. Oh, is that he right? He misdiagnosed a couple of people. Yeah. Wow. So that's mm-hmm. not Dr. Miami? No, although I would love to pay him a visit. I watch his Snapchats all the time, especially when I'm eating. When I like, when I'm like, I should stop eating this pizza, and I like watch Doctor Miami. Be like, oh. um, that or Hoarders does the trick for me. I get my appetite goes away. Um, we have to talk about your roommates in uh, in LA. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. So real quick, those. first time we met you. Mm-hmm. Oh, we I were was like, let's a go. You you were new well, to LA. Mental breakdown. Well, yeah, like we, we knew each other from um from the right. internet. And we had been talking, and then we were like, oh, we're finally going to meet Jenna in L.A. Yeah. And then... Let's, you met me at the worst point of my life. Let's go to the Grove and walk around for a little bit. Grass Remember I saw that guy who I... Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, yeah then, then Jenna started, like, speed walking through the Grove. Yeah. Yeah, we, went, was, we went <laughs> we went, as far up escalators as possible until yeah. we ran out and then just went right, right back, back down. down. Yeah. yeah. I saw somebody I didn't want to run into, which is so weird, but... <laughs> it's so you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I run into people here on the street all the time. I, last time I was in New York, I, when I was leaving, what was it? We, we went to lunch or something. We did, yeah. And I was leaving and I 
the a girl I punched in the face oh, in right. college. Yeah, I yeah, ran yeah. right into yeah, her yeah, on yeah. the street. Well, no. not not like you ran into her the last time. No, yeah. yeah, different. And she looked like she had seen a ghost, which I was pale at the time, but like <laughs> it was really weird that that the, stuff happens. The best the best thing about that that lunch was that uh, your sister, sister came, came and she, she talked. <laughs> Clearly, we're from the same. You family. kept like you kept making fun of her about that throughout really? the whole meal. Oh. It was great. Yeah. Um, so you moved out to LA for a little bit, and uh, you <laughs> took up with uh, a couple of roommates. Is that right? Or yeah, just so that one? When I first moved out there, I was working for like a media company, and when I first moved out there, the company was paying for my like one first month Airbnb, and so. They booked it the day before or even like the day that I moved out there. And to get a month Airbnb in West Hollywood is last minute like that is really tough. So you're going to have roommates. Yeah. So I had these two roommates and they, um, one of the girls owned. What would you say they did? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's legal. Well, I'll tell you the story of them. So the first day I get there, when you guys met me, I'm, I was a mess. I was a wreck. And the first day that I got to L.A., I my they didn't have me check into my Airbnb until the second day, but I ended up staying up like forty eight hours my first day because I was working, and there was like something that was coming out on TMZ that I was working on, so I I ended up not sleeping. So I checked in and like I was a zombie. I I just was like really out of it, and they were so nice. These two girls they were a little bit younger than me. One of the girls owned like her mom owned the house, and the other girl was her best friend. One was blonde, one was a redhead. <laughs> Hashtag red redhead and. <laughs> They were like, yeah, we met in church. And I was like, I am going to scare the shit out of these girls. Like, I am going to corrupt these girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to keep my conversations low because, like, they are nice church going, like, from Ohio right. girls. Yeah. And by the end of the month, first of all, these girls used to chase around Justin Bieber. They'd find out he was at a nightclub and they would come home and they'd go out by themselves just to try to, like, get to his table. But. <laughs> They, by the end, ended up on this website, Seeking Arrangements, which if you don't know what that is, it's for hookers? Mm-hmm. Or how do you explain it? It's um, sugar daddy. Yeah, you yeah. got a sugar daddy. Right. And which I feel like my real daddy would not appreciate. So I've never well, like... Well, your daddy isn't a sugar daddy. That's no. Right. No, yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, these girls ended up on the website and they would like candidly tell me about their sugar daddy experience oh yeah I went to this guy's house and I had sex with him on his couch and he gave me $500 cash (laughs) and I was like what like you met in church like it was such and if you see pictures of these girls they're both like actors slash models slash restaurant people they work in the restaurant industry and so if you see pictures of them they look like little 12 year old girls and So one of the girls, we were sharing photos and she would, she had red hair. Oh, actually, I have a really funny story. She now is like the queen of daytime talk show games. So she has been on the prices, right? So one day, it was like right after I'd moved out, they, she knew I didn't have like a real job at the time because I had quit my job and Mm -hmm. she... Um, got tickets to the Ellen show and they had said to her we want you to play the game that Ellen does like Ellen will sometimes do a game with the audience members well like spoiler alert they're not real like they (laughs) pre-pick people so they're like bring your friend tell her to wear pants and you guys are going to play the game well I go through this whole casting thing and I felt I just felt so out of place did you wear pants? I wore pants but Mm -hmm. I felt really out of place and they come down to it and they picked her and they picked me and I backed out last minute I'm like I can't do this this is not how my 15 minutes is going to (laughs) go falling on my ass on Ellen like right. playing some weird spinny game yeah. for TV. And so 
um, she did it and they picked somebody else and she won and like ended up having like the fastest time in Ellen history <laughs> and we're lugging out this massive TV but now flash forward like a year later she's been on every single game show that's like on daytime TV it's a real thing that people cast for in LA which who knew she is has. she still on specialarrangements.com though Seeking arrangements? Seeking I don't arrangements? know. I mean, I don't talk to her like that. Yeah, but special would... arrangements sounds like uh, like for edible s- arrangements. Yeah, edible arrangements. For special people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like uh. the Special Olympics. Um, <laughs> that was mean. Okay. <laughs> it's not mean. It's true. Right. So, um, yeah. So she posts like, oh, oh. And then a few months after I moved back to Florida, she sends me a text. And she had gotten her lips done. <laughs> and I go, did you get your nose done? And she's like, <laughs> And she's like, no, but like your lips were so beautiful. You inspired me. I wanted to look like you. And she got her lips done. I don't have my lips done. I just look like this. And right. she yeah. went and like has been getting her lips done, but has amazing Instagram content where she hashtags everything. Hashtag red te- redhead. Well, hashtag redhead model. Let's cut to the chase. Did she get with Justin Bieber? No, that was her friend. That was the roommate. But she got with his like choreographer, which is just as good. Yeah. In LA, that's basically the same thing. <laughs> It's like Bieber, but like better, better Bieber. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, Jenna, um, better Jenna. Yeah, <laughs> Jenna. When are you gonna uh, get a gig writing somewhere? I know you guys have been pushing me to do. You, this. Should. you should. Um, I feel like I'm just like too ADD at this point to like sit down and write anything. It has to like come naturally for me. I don't know. I don't. We're know. not asking you to do math here. <laughs> After my TV show comes out, when you guys yeah. see, mm-hmm. maybe that will be my platform. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hoping mm-hmm. that I'm gonna be like the next. What's that girl who was on The Bachelor? The redhead. No, no. Corinne. Oh, my God. Corinne. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. No. This girl, she's from Miami. She's on The Bachelor. And she went on the show and immediately was like, I have a platinum vagina and he needs to have sex with me. And this was like date one. She made it pretty far to the end. And I, we have a lot of mutual friends. I don't know her specifically. Um, you haven't experienced the platinum vagina. No, and she makes all of her merch has like platinum vagina on it. And she, this girl is branding. Like a, yeah, she has yeah. like a million followers now on Instagram, and she. Jen um, Selter. <laughs> she she like got really far on the Bachelor, and um, her thing was like that she was super aggressive, and wow. so yeah, she brought, honestly seems yeah. pretty aggressive. No, yeah. it, and yeah. it worked for her, and now she's making more money than I am. So. Man, her um, vagina. Listen, yeah, I don't her know. her uh, high school reunion is gonna be pretty lit. So, yeah, I yeah. know, I know. <laughs> Look for me on an upcoming Bravo show. Yeah, yeah, Can't yeah. say what, but yeah. <laughs> it is gonna be funny. I made like some really dumb jokes. <laughs> like they, there was like a point where he was like, "Hey, do you want to come back to my hotel and play pool?" And I was like, "I didn't bring my bathing suit." And like they lost it. They made me <laughs> say that line like eight times. I was like, I didn't even make that up. But do you think that they just like they? Their whole purpose is to make you feel like really, really good. Like they're just like. No, I don't think that. Well, yeah, actually, the, they were all like all the producers and everybody on the show is so nice. Like texting me if I ever need anything, blah blah blah. And like, obviously, like they have to kind of woo me. I was a pain in the ass. Like I said, <laughs> like I made them work for my presence on the show because I was like, eh, I don't know if it's meant to be. And like, I'll just not answer all, any of their calls. I won't sign any of the documents. Yeah, and, you are platinum. Yeah, I mean, and so I was like, if I happen to make it on the show, then it's good for them. But um, yeah, there might be like a Jenna Luckman and her mom spinoff. Oh my God. That'd be so dope. That'd my be mom. Awesome first was like not down and then I was like they love you she's like oh like her Chris yeah. Jenner face came on because <laughs> she, she's always trying to set me up with people and like always like, she's like that doctor today was really cute he's only been married twice and I'm like mom stop I babysit his kids like whole, yeah so she's like trying to really push me out but um 
yeah, she's pretty entertaining. So I don't know what the future of Jenna Luckman on television is going to be, but maybe this is this is maybe my thing. Here's here's what we're gonna do. Uh, when your when your attacker gets out of she's jail, out. she's out. Oh, I didn't... you guys reconnect. Yeah, and we'll call the show Jewish American Princess. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Jenna, congratulations on everything, and and thank you so much for coming up, and we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people like this podcast, they want to hear a whole bunch more, like 117 other episodes, where can they go and find them? You can always go to SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time. You can also go to iTunes and search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. We are also on Spotify and every other streaming service you can think of. We are on Instagram at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Twitter at It's The Real. We are also on Snapchat at It's It's The Real and it's the real Eric because it's the real was taken, and where else are we? We are Listen, in the streets. If, if you're if you're fucking with Tumblr, if you're still on that Tumblr train, find us way in the back, the caboose. It's the real Also, most importantly, youtube.com slash it's the real for that new Waco video. Go check that out. Press play. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think of it, guys. We so appreciate you rocking with us week in and week out. We want more people to join us, have fun with us on a week-to-week basis, and we know that it starts here with us, so we like to tell a friend about the podcast. Jeff, who do you want to spread the word? So everybody knows that I'm part of this group chat on Twitter. Still going? Still going. It has uh, about 70 people in it. Still. Still. So, So it's a closed chat. There's no one else invited in. Nope, there's... Listen, people have been coming in and out. There's people like... So it just stays steady? It's just like, it, you know, it's like a club, like one no. out, one in? No, no, no. Like, so, like, Wyclef was in there uh, really? until people started making fun of him, and then, oh, you no. know, he went out. Charlemagne was in there for really? a little bit, and then people were making fun of him, and then he left. But, they, like, you know, they don't say anything. Can't handle it. They don't say anything. They can't just, handle. They just can't stay handle. and then leave. Post Malone. Fire. Post Malone actually joined in. What did he say? Hey. And then, did you leave? He left in a little bit. So you're not yeah. so you're not shouting out Wyclef or Charlemagne or um, Post Malone? Not today. Okay. I want to shout out J.I.D.K. I want to shout out Bread Fox. I want to shout out Lil Aaron, Big Biz, uh, Lil B the Bass God, Big Noah. I want to shout out Mason, Ezra, who might be 16 or 60, Narco, Sab, Nas, Vince Barter, Porter, Becca. I want to shout out Jeff. Waka Flocka's in there. Really? Um, yeah, but he doesn't say anything. Oh. I want to shout out um, Ben the Jew. Um, I want to shout out Stephen Dakers. Is his name Ben the Jew? Well, he puts like the three um, oh, parentheses know. around him because right. uh, he's Jewish. Diana, obviously, our yeah. good friend Diana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Vango, Hallway. Um, Joe jo Vanga from the who who came up here and like yeah, hung yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Joe Vanga. Joe Vango. Joe Vango. Yeah, you make it sound like. Um, you can sound like Bazinga. Bazinga? Yeah. What's that? The thing from Big Bang Theory. Oh. Oh, no. Jeff. Narsh. Bozenga. Jovenga. <laughs> Bazinga. I'd like to shout out... Ezra. I'd like to shout out Camboy GW. Oh, shit. He's over there on, uh, on SoundCloud. But here's the comment that he left. Another awesome guest with an awesome story. Another banger of a podcast. I just listened to the first half of this on SoundCloud. The second half on Spotify. Then came back to SoundCloud to comment on this bitch. That's shout out worthy and y'all know it. And you know what? He's right. He's right. So shout out to Camboy GW. Keep commenting. Keep listening on all the platforms. And don't forget, Teddy Bear Fresh, our debut album, comes out May 26th. Go pre-order it on iTunes right now. 
Now for real, for real, sure, sure. And we will see you guys next week. Brat. Support for A Waste of Time comes from the new Spotify original podcast, Mogul, The Life and Death of Chris Lighty. Produced by Gimlet Media and the Loudspeakers Network, Mogul details the illustrious hip-hop career of Chris Lighty and his rise to success before an unfortunate and untimely end. This is a story that's bigger than music. It's the story of the American dream. Follow and listen to Mogul, The Life and Death of Chris Lighty every week on Spotify.